Welcome to episode 104 of the Scarlet Faithful Podcast. I'm Aaron Brightman. I'm back. I'm on the mend. I was uh, missed Friday's episode. I was out with strep throat the last few days, uh, but uh, feeling much better now and had to come back uh, soon after the news broke this Monday, July 3rd, that Rutgers and Princeton are in talks to open the 2023-24 season at Cure Arena in Trenton on November 6th. And it would be an amazing thing. Obviously, I've talked about it a lot that I wish they would play again. It's been 10 years since 2013 when Eddie Jordan ended the series. The uh, series that began in 1917, they've met 110 times. Princeton has a sizable advantage, 75, 45. Uh, so I think I was on math wrong there. No, that's, so that's 120 times. Excuse me. They met multiple times, you know, back back in the day. But uh, obviously a long time coming. Mitch Henderson, Steve Pike are coming together here. Uh, I know that some people have been really wanting this. I know some other fans have been against it. Uh, but I wanted to share my thoughts. So obviously, you know, I've talked about before. I mean, I went to Rutgers-Princeton games as a kid. I grew up near Princeton. My father worked at Rutgers. So I went to all the games at Jadwin, all the games at the rack between Rutgers and Princeton. And uh it was the best. It was the best. It was, you know, of my childhood. I mean, those are probably of any sporting events I went to, th those stand up at the top for me. And, um, you know, those Princeton teams were tremendous. Rutgers had some good teams back then um, and won a fair share of those uh, matchups. And uh, obviously Rutgers, you know, once they got in the Big East, started to win a good amount. And then, um, you know, Princeton is always competitive, even when they're not at their best. And uh, Princeton had won, I believe, three of four before Eddie Jordan pulled the plug. He lost uh, the first series um, in his first season, and then that was it. And uh, it was awful. It was awful. And it's been awful ever since. And it's really kind of, to be honest, and I, I've said this, you know, uh, this is the one thing that I wish Steve Peichel would, would change. Uh, and I know people are on him about the schedule, and everybody wants a more competitive schedule, and I do too, but I always thought, Adding Princeton to the schedule was one of those that was just kind of a no-brainer just in the sense of you appease a lot of fans, you get a lot of uh, media attention. Um, it's not, you know, it's it's even if it's – so it's on a neutral court, which is kind of smart because this could end up being a quad two game. Uh, uh, Princeton was uh, 91st, I believe, at the end of last season. They were in the low hundreds the year before. The cutoff for quad two was 100. Uh, on a neutral court. So um, very well could be a quad two game, could be a quad three. But listen, Rutgers is scheduling, what, five, six, uh, quad four games at home? So it's a neutral court, which counts differently in the uh, quad uh, standings in terms of your record on a road neutral, right? The committee looks at that as a separate stat, uh, not just non-conference, but they look at road neutral record. So it's a neutral game, so that's a plus uh, and then it bumps you up in the quads. So that's a plus. Um, and then obviously, you know, like I said, the media attention, the hype with fans, Princeton coming off a of sweet 16 and not to mention it's a quality opponent, whatever the quad is, whatever the net ranking is at the time, Princeton is a tough game and Rutgers Princeton will always be a battle. It, 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 very similarly to, to Rutgers Seton Hall, when, you know, regardless of how good the teams are, it's always a battle. And I don't want to get ahead of myself. I know this is potentially just a one-time deal, but it certainly will open the door. And if it's a good game, you know, it's going to be, if it's at Cure Arena, 8,600 fans, it'll be a sellout. 
I'm very confident of that. And it's just going to create an excitement level that I think it's going to be hard to bottle back up. I can't say for sure. Of course, you know, Mitch and, and, and Steve could just ignore it the following year for whatever reason, based on the other parts of their schedule, but it's going to be hard to avoid bottling that series back up for a one time standalone, you know, one year random game. And that makes me really excited. So I love the fact that this is in the works Obviously, contracts are contracts. It's not yet finalized. Uh, Division One docket came out with it first, and Carino confirmed. Um, I had recently heard it was possible, uh, and you know, but I didn't get my hopes up. So hearing this report today is tremendous, and uh, you know, listen, it's 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 important for. I, I think people get caught up in the rankings. They get caught up in you know what is Rutgers' non-conference schedule going to be at the end of the day. The non-conference schedule needs to be competitive enough that it prepares you for the Big Ten schedule. And I understand that the Big Ten schedule is a gauntlet. And, you're, you know, and, and Pico's been proven right of this over the years. I mean, if you win enough Big Ten games, it kind of doesn't matter what happens in non-conference. You're going to make the tournament. Now, they got burned last year because they fell apart in Big Ten play. And obviously, that was a big part of the Mawat Mag injury. But the year before, they were they were disastrous in non-conference, disastrous, and they still made it because they won enough Big Ten games. That being said, I do think that preparing for the Big Ten and playing a much more difficult schedule is going to help. Now, is it going to be a much more difficult schedule? I don't think it's going to be much more difficult, but it's going to be better. It's going to be improved. You know you're at Seton Hall. You know you're at Wake Forest. Credit to Pykel for signing the home-and-home home last year with Steve Forbes and Wake Forest. That's two road games right off the bat against high majors, ACC, Big Ten, uh, Big East. Uh, not, you know, contenders in their leagues, but Wake Forest should be solid. Seton Hall might be back at the Big East, but it's always going to be a battle. Uh, and then you have Georgetown at home, which is a stinker. And that's really not Rutgers' fault at all. That's the, the Big East and, and Big Ten agreeing to send Georgetown and Ed Cooley to the rack. It'll be a heated atmosphere for obvious reasons. <clears throat> Cam Spencer. And uh, it'll be a great environment, but that's a game that, you know, I mean, Georgetown could probably be a quad three home game for Rutgers. So they have to win that game. But again, it is a third high major. You had Princeton in. Hopefully it's a quad two. Even if it's a, a you know, a high quad three, it's still a quality opponent. It's still a team that, that's going to make Rutgers better for playing. And that's a good thing. Um, and then I th they are working on a fourth high major. Uh, in a neutral court. So if they can get that to happen, I mean, that's that's four, two road, two neutral, non-conference games, three against high majors, four quality opponents. That's five high major, uh, excuse me, four high majors total and Princeton. That's an improved schedule. Is that going to be a top 100 non-conference schedule? No. Is it going to be a top 200? Maybe. But even if it's top 250, that's that's about 100 spots better than it's been. Uh, and like I said, that's five games there. Even if Georgetown's going to be a stinker in the rankings, it's still a game you get up for. It's still a adrenaline game. It's still a game that the rack is going to rock. It's still a game that's going to help prepare you for Big Ten play. I wish they played someone better in the Big East. But, heck, who, beggars can't be choosers. I mean, we need, we need players, right? we got 10 roster guys right now. So, uh, anyway... Um, I love the Princeton game. I think it'd be a great game. Obviously, you know, they've lost uh, probably two of their best players. Um, 
and um you know uh tosin uh and i'm gonna butcher his last name so i'm not even gonna try but tosin's in the nba now um and then the kid that transferred to uh, longborg transferred to northwestern he's gonna be good uh but they have Caden pierce back who's really good uh they have a couple other uh starters i think they have five five or six of the rotational guys from last year back so it's not going to be, you know, a, a new Princeton team. It's still going to be a lot of the guys that were in the Sweet 16 on the floor that night. So it's going to be a really competitive game. And Rutgers is getting better in the non-conference. I think Steve Peichel is addressing it. I, I hope that this fourth high major comes through. Uh, it's, again, on a neutral court. The Barclays rumor, you know, that's not happening. There's been some other talks of some other games out of state. I don't believe those are happening. But I do think it's going to be a local game, and I think it's going to be against a high major. So um, whatever happens there, I mean, that would be, you know, five solid games. They also, listen, they're, they're playing Boston University, I believe, uh, in the non-conference at home that, you know, uh, Jones coached um, uh, the Yale coach's um, brother uh, is the coach at, at BU. That's a, a quality, uh, you know, it'll be a, a quad four game, but still a, a quality low major team. So I do believe this the non-conference schedule is going to be better. I don't think you can jump to conclusions even, you know, listen, it, it, until it's final and announced, it's, it's you know, it's all speculation that's not going to be better. It's, you know, the, the, the Rutgers is putting, you know, ideas out there and then they're not going to happen. I mean, listen, this one's out there. This one, from what it sounds like, is in the contract phase. I think now with the public pressure out there, it's got to happen. And I hopefully, like I said, that fourth high major comes through. And that's that's an improved non-conference schedule. But this Princeton game is everything. I know, you know, some of the maybe younger fans don't understand it or think it's a slog or unnecessary. But, you know, Prince, I grew up, Princeton was the rivalry. It wasn't Seton Hall. It wasn't Seton Hall until they joined the Big East. I love both. Hey, let's play both every year. I'm all for it. Those games will go. And, and the beauty of those games is that, whether those teams are good or not, they're going to prepare you for the Big Ten. They're going to prepare you for big games because those are big game atmospheres regardless of the record. And history matters. Tradition matters. And Rutgers-Princeton, it matters to a lot of people. And it matters to me, and I hope it matters to you. And I'm thrilled that it's really close to happening once again. Thank you for listening and watching once again here at the Scarlet Faithful Podcast. I'll be back this week. I have something planned for July 4th. I think you'll like it. And uh, continue to read. I'm writing a bunch of articles this week as well. Have some stuff on the 24 class out right now. And uh, continue to read thescarletfaithful.com. And uh, hope you enjoy the 4th. And I'll be back tomorrow.